0: Me from my slumber. i Eternal make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here's your host, Tim Bridgewater. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Episode 72 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Thank you guys for joining me again this week as we kind of make our way slowly but surely through these filler episodes. Uh, no major complaints, I think, so far, <laughs> especially episode 71, in my opinion, probably one of the best filler episodes in the history of the Dragon Ball series, so I guess we can we get part two of that on episode 72, so we can kind of take a look and see if, it, if the trend sort of continues there. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, of course, you guys can find me at facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast, recently launched a YouTube channel. Uh, No direct URL as of yet, not until I get to 100 subscribers, but if you want to go to YouTube, just search Rock the Dragon Podcast, you will find the channel. With that being said, I just posted a brand new video, so if you guys missed that, go to the Facebook page, you can see it. There's also the YouTube tab on the Facebook page that'll keep you updated of what's going on the YouTube page. Uh, but I made a video doing a trailer reaction for the new Broly movie. I know a couple of you guys had some questions about that. You want to get my opinions on it. Well, I did it. <laughs> I did it for you. I made a video. I show the trailer. I talk about it. I get my first reactions, my theories, questions, concerns, all that stuff. So make sure you head over to the YouTube channel if you want to see that, uh, that video. And while you're there, you might as well subscribe, right? Because the sooner I get to a hundred, the more stuff that I can do. Uh, I know there's a lot of potential for what I can do over there. It's just very hard for people to find your channel. I mean, I don't know if any of you guys have YouTube channels, but shit is difficult. (laughs) Okay, so that's why I need you all the whoever is listening. If you come back and you listen to this every week, you clearly enjoy it. Right. So do me a huge favor. Go subscribe, like the page, etc. We got episode 75 coming up. Uh, I can still use some more suggestions on what to do for that. Because if you've been around for a while, you know that episode 25, I did something special. Episode 50, I did something special. And now I'm hoping to do something for episode 75. It's coming up really quickly, though. I haven't gotten many suggestions. So if you have anything, is anything particularly you want to hear about or see, make sure you get that in. We got about three weeks. And depending on what it is, I may need a week just to make it. So <laughs> you may want to get on top of that if, that, if, that, if you have any suggestions about, about that kind of stuff. But once again, yeah, I broke down the Broly the Broly trailer and all that stuff. If you're you're an English dub watcher uh, like me, where you solely watch the English dub, don't be afraid. The trailer doesn't really spoil anything. Um, I mean, there's a character in there who pops up that is dead right now in Dragon Ball Super, but it's not, I don't consider people coming back to life a spoiler, right? (laughs) That happens all the time in Dragon Ball, in the Dragon Ball world. So it didn't bother me when I saw this character In the movie because I'm like well shit this happens all the time here no one ever stays dead and plus if you know anything about the remainder of Dragon Ball Super you know that we see this character again but just in case you're someone who just doesn't want to know anything at all well then I won't tell you who that character is but you know I'm sure you're fine with it right so go check out the YouTube channel check out that video like it subscribe share all that good stuff I'm thinking about releasing another video it may even be up the same time this podcast is up. It depends. Uh, it's, it's like 2 a.m. right now, so I don't know. <laughs> it depends on whether or not I feel motivated to do it or not. But uh, I'm definitely going to try to keep working on stuff. And hopefully you guys keep listening. And hopefully you enjoy all the effort being put into this. Uh, I did want to read a review um, that I got over on iTunes. Uh, of course, if you have anything positive you want to say, uh, about the podcast leave a review on itunes or whatever platform you use but itunes is typically the one i check the most because that's just the most popular that's where most of my streams come from right um so i have a review here it's a four-star review from magician 1105 it reads dragon ball super episode 71 hey awesome podcast as always loved hearing your opinion on the episodes and your own opinion." got three questions for you but before that i'm going to let you know why i gave you a four star rating for this podcast and that's because the sound was off during the entire podcast and i became a little frustrated that i would have to go back a little and raise the volume or get too loud so that's why just to let you know and one more thing the new broly movie that's coming out later this year is part of the main story so my advice is don't watch it until after the series ends Or you're going to watch it and be confused a little at how all this came out and you're going to be like majorly spoiled when we get to the next arc. Here are my three questions. What did you think of hits character development Two, what are your thoughts on this episode and how they revealed how he survived? And three, what do you think when I tell you that the last episode got one of the highest ratings in Japan for fillers and how the showrunners did this as an experiment to see how the fans would react? Thank you for your time. Love the podcast, and like I always say, I have told you, it gets better and better. Sincerely, Jesus. Jesus, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've talked several times. Now I do have to say this because I think I think there's some confusion uh, about how the the review system works <laughs> on iTunes because this is not your first time leaving me a review, right? Uh, but I think you're under the impression that. You can leave a review per episode, but that's not that's not the way iTunes works. Right. The iTunes review system is designed for you to leave one single review that gives an overall uh, opinion on the the podcast as a whole. Right. So like if you love the podcast, you would typically go leave a five star review. You would talk about why you left a five star review. What you like about it. Or if you don't, you know, if you happen to be someone who doesn't like it, then you would leave a one star review or whatever like that. And you would explain why. But it's not designed for you to necessarily leave a review for every episode, because what happens is, is that as soon as you leave a new review, it erases the one that you did before. Right. Because you you left me a review a couple weeks ago or a couple months. I'm not sure exactly how long it was, but I specifically remember reading a review from you before and that one was pertaining to a specific episode and i noticed that at the time but i figured maybe you just were you weren't sure about how that worked but since you've done it again now i just want to take a minute to clarify that that's not the way it's designed right so like if you left me a five star review before and you go back and leave a four star now the five star one is just gone right because it doesn't it doesn't save every single review it just erases every other one It's meant it's it's meant to be one review that kind of, you know, gives your opinion on the podcast and in general. Right. So like if you came after this episode and left another review, well, then the one that you just left uh, a couple days ago is going to disappear. So it kind of defeats the purpose. Right. Um, iTunes isn't really designed that way. Otherwise, it would let you review per episode. Right. You'd be able to click on the episode, click, leave a review, and then it would it would give you the option to do that. Instead, it lets you only leave one review for the whole podcast. So I just want to make sure you understand what what's happening here, right? Because you you could be I think you're under the impression that this is you know a per episode sort of a system and it's not it's meant to be review for the podcast in general now if you feel that the podcast is a four-star podcast in general well then that's that's totally fine too but i don't think you feel that way <laughs> because you listen all the time and you love the show and you just happen to have one episode that had some audio problems so uh, i think you may want to think about that right because and you also you've been leaving questions in the review section, right? Well, that's it's not really designed for that either. Right. The questions you want to email to me, you want to send that to rock podcast at gmail.com because I can end up missing those questions if I just happen to like not check the reviews for some reason. So the best way if you have a question or a concern about anything like that, send me an email, rock the at Gmail dot com. If you just want to leave a review about the show as a whole. That's where you go to iTunes for. Right. Because something like this now on episode 71, I did experiment with the audio. OK, so I didn't I didn't realize it was that much of a problem, though, because it's it's tricky. Right. Because I don't, sometimes I don't know if the podcast is too loud or it's too low because everyone's system is different right like the speakers that i'm using to listen to the podcast back on could be different than the one you're using my phone speakers could be stronger or weaker yours could be stronger or weaker so if you have any questions or concerns about that kind of stuff that's where you email me right just let me know don't you you don't (laughs) it's not really meant to be put in the review section because that's just one episode right now if the audio was consistently bad every episode Yeah, that's when you want to leave a review about something like that. But if it's one episode, well, you know, that could be me. That could be your phone. That could be your speakers. It could be my speakers. I don't know. So what you should definitely do for those kind of concerns is just send me an email. And that way I'm aware of it. So I'm already taking that uh, that, you know, critique talk, you know, and, and working on it, because for this episode, I'm going back to the same format that I had before with the audio because no one complained about it I just I was just wondering if it was too low but since you said well 71 was a little bit off I'm gonna go back to the previous way I was doing it and hopefully this is better okay but just so you know the the review system isn't designed for that It's, it's it's supposed to be you know your opinion about the entire podcast as a whole right not per episode So if you do, once again, then if you do it again, it's going to erase the review you left before. So it's kind of pointless in that sense. So I would say this, whatever your opinion is on the podcast in general, leave that. And then everything else, just send me an email because otherwise you'll just have a you know, you'll be overriding your review every time. Okay. All right. Now, with that being said, let's talk about the the other stuff that you mentioned in here. Right. Um, So you had a couple questions. Uh, Yes, it has been confirmed. Okay, and you'll kind of learn this if you watch the Broly movie trailer that it does. This movie is going to be considered canon. It's going to be considered a part of the actual storyline of Dragon Ball Super. So it does take place after the end of Dragon Ball Super. So there will be some risks being taken for anybody who decides to watch that movie uh, as far as being spoiled on some things. But you don't I mean. I'm still going to watch it. <laughs> I mean, there's no way that movie's going to come out here and I'm, I'm just going to like not go see it. I'm, I'm thinking even though it's going to take place after Dragon Ball Super, it's still probably going to be its own story. Right. I'm not expecting them to talk about in great detail about specific events that happened in the series. You know, I'm just I'm not expecting that. They Because even in the trailer and this could be a potential spoiler for someone, but probably not even in the trailer Goku mentions the tournament of power okay we know that that's coming up there's no you know you can't be a Dragon Ball Super fan and not know about that massive tournament <laughs> we know that that's happening so but other than that may be the most detail they go into about it they may not even say anything specific because why would they right they would be trying to tell a completely different story so I don't see them going into a lot of detail about what happened in Super of course I could be wrong but I mean I'm going to watch the movie you know I don't think it's going. I'm not concerned with this spoiling a lot of stuff. I'm pretty sure they're kind of taking that into consideration uh, because they know that Dragon Ball Super, the English dub, will still be running here in the States when that movie comes out. So I I can't see them going overboard with the spoilers. Um, Now, if it was just a Japanese dub and they weren't doing an English dub, I could totally see them not caring. But the fact that they're doing a Funimation dub with like you know, Sean Schimmel and Christopher Sabat and shit. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they're taking spoilers into consideration. So I'm I'm going to go see it. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do for the podcast in terms of that. I don't know if I'll review it. I don't know if I'll talk about it at all. Maybe I won't because me, maybe you, I don't know. Maybe you guys don't want to hear about it. I don't know, (laughs) but I'll figure that out as we get closer to it. I mean, I don't think it comes out until what January, 2019 or something now. So that's, that's plenty of time, you know, that's, five months away, six months away, you know, we'll, we'll see if the podcast is even still going by that time (laughs) because anything could happen. Right. Um, so yeah. And now for your, your three questions, one was what do I think of hits character development? Two was what are my thoughts on the episode? Um, and three is episode 71 got one of the highest ratings in Japan for fillers. Okay. So what do I think about hits character development? Well, I mean, he hasn't had much. I mean, I don't I don't I wouldn't say hit is a fully fleshed out character by any means. I mean, we really don't know much about him at all. I mean, we know he's a, an assassin. He is apparently from universe six. Uh, that's pretty much all we know. <laughs> I mean, we don't know anything else about it. So in terms of character development, it hasn't been the greatest. Um, but he's still a cool character, right? Because they've kind of set him up as this sort of mysterious guy who can kind of be in the background. And especially with episodes 71 and 72, you know, he's a threat. He's a legitimate threat to Goku, right? No matter how powerful Goku has gotten, there's this God there who has these abilities that Goku hasn't figured out yet, you know? And that kind of bothers him. And that probably explains exactly why the decisions that were made this episode were made that way, but I think the most character development we got from Hit was at Episode Seventy One, where we just got to spend some time with him. We got to see him, you know, go and actually ha- on assignment in some other place. Now, I think they've done just enough with him to where I'd be down to see more. Absolutely, I mean, I would love to see an entire episode dedicated to Hit, or two episodes dedicated to Hit, or or a movie that just goes into Hit's origin story and shit that is where you want to go (laughs) because i can see that being really cool if you see how he became an assassin you know why did he decide to do it his life growing up all that kind of stuff so in terms of his character development there's not much they haven't done much there but they what they have done is spark an interest there's enough of an interest there to where i would love to see more about him okay uh, your second question was what are my thoughts on the episode and how and of how they revealed how he survived well I'll get to that in a minute when I when we do the episode talk uh, the third question is um, you said that the last episode got one of the highest ratings in Japan for fillers well I'm not surprised I mean I, I think that's cool I'm, they took a chance they did an experiment I think it worked out for the best I mean I you know listen to episode 71 if you haven't heard it but you know, I love that episode. I thought it was probably one of the best filler episodes that I've ever seen. So I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that the ratings were high. And uh, hopefully they've learned a lot from, you know, the reactions that they got. And then it'll shape the storytelling thus far. And that's what I'm hoping for. So, Jesus, thank you so much. I know that took a while, but I really want to clear up the sort of confusions about the review system and how it works on, on iTunes, because I don't think you uh, it doesn't seem like you. Really understood that. So I hope that helps. But thank you for listening, okay? And hopefully the audio is, is very much, uh, is a lot better for you this time around. Okay. So that about does it for all that. Man, shit. Uh, any questions, comments, concerns about anything else, once again, you can send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. That's our email segment for What Are You Saying? That's uh, typically where these, where I would answer these sorts of questions. Okay Uh, oh that being said uh let's jump over into the episode talk for this week so uh of course this episode of rock the dragon podcast episode 72 is going to cover episode 72 of dragon ball super titled will he strike back the unseen killing technique okay so um they didn't really spoil a lot in the title here (laughs) so that's always refreshing you know they don't tell you right away in the title that goku is going to immediately be brought back to life (laughs) i mean that's something that i feel like normally they would have done but they kind of left it in a mysterious cliffhanger sort of way and they didn't spoil it by you know just saying just being careless with the title but so the episode starts off where where the last one left off at we've got goku piccolo and goten uh sorry gohan piccolo and goten just kind of standing over Goku Uh, piccolo's trying to resuscitate Goku it's not really doing anything um but we then we kind of go over to this shot to outer space where we see this sort of energy ball coming back down through the atmosphere uh they kind of notice it coming back down and piccolo being super wise just kind of seems like he just kind of figures it out (laughs) because he says oh i see Uh, And then they all kind of move out the way, right? So then this energy blast hits Goku. Now, you know, I didn't think about it. Honestly, even even though I was watching this, even though I was definitely aware of it when it first happened during episode 71, I still did not put it together until we until this moment. (laughs) Okay. sometimes I'm a little slow. Sometimes I don't catch everything. Okay. but this energy ball comes down hits Goku and basically brings him back to life, okay? So, if you remember, and this is something I kind of neglected to mention during Episode 71, even though I saw it, (laughs) I definitely noticed it, but it was a moment in Episode 71 where Goku, right after he took hits blast or attack, he shot this energy ball up into the sky, okay? Um, Now, at the time... I was thinking, oh, that's just their way of explaining how Go, how Gohan, Piccolo and Goten located him because he was in Super Saiyan blue form, which means they wouldn't have been able to sense his energy. Right. So I was thinking, well, how are they going to find him throughout all these mountains? Oh, they saw the energy blast go up into the sky and then they followed that. That's what I was thinking. But no, no. <laughs> It turns out that Goku sent this this, this energy blast into the sky uh, as sort of a, you know, backup plan to resuscitate him, um, you know, if he died. And that's essentially what happens here. Now, I don't know, man. (laughs) Here's the part where I nitpick this a little bit. Now, obviously, there's been instances in the past where people have used energy to you know sort of give people a boost right like we've seen characters give each other energy to get their strength back i don't know if we've seen people come back to life because of it you know and it stands the reason that goku was dead right like he was dead because they said he had no pulse he had no heartbeat his energy couldn't be detected so i i don't know i mean can you do that can you can can you throw an energy blast into the sky and then it hits you and it brings you back and it's enough to shock you back to life wouldn't it also hurt you because your energy can hurt you too you know these characters can blow themselves up too with their own energy so i don't know i mean it's not it's i'm i'm not complaining about it because it's not completely unheard of but it's just so once again, you gotta be careful when you introduce this kind of shit into your show, right? Because you can just now I can say, well hell, why haven't they been doing that <laughs> the entire series, right? Like who needs a Sensu bean when you can just hit yourself with your own energy and and, and you're completely healed? Right? I mean you guys got you gotta agree with me on that, right? I mean, it just it creates this situation where like, OK, so why the, have they been needing sensu beans if they can just heal themselves the entire time? Now, another complaint that I have about this is that, I, OK, fine. I could see the energy wave being enough to resuscitate him, but he should still be hurt. <laughs> right. Like he should still be hurt. His body should still be damaged. Like, you know, if I freaking get shot in the chest with a, with a by a gun, and the paramedics resuscitate me, my bullet wound doesn't just disappear all of a sudden. I still have a freaking hole in my chest. I'm still hurt. (laughs) But not only did this beam resuscitate Goku, it healed him completely, and now he's like back to 100%. So I don't know. That's just... uh, You know, it's a little bit of a gray area there in terms of that, but whatever. I mean, they had to find some kind of way to bring him back to life because the dragon can't do it anymore. And you know, they, you know, so I, I guess this was just a way of saying, Hey, we, we can't kill off Goku and, but we can't wish we can't have him be wished back. So we kind of find out, we got to find out some other kind of way of, of him surviving this thing. And since these episodes have been so good, I'm not going to complain too much more about it than that. So Goku's back. <laughs> he was dead for five minutes and now here he is. Uh, but yeah, so he would. Yeah. Okay. So the, he Goku says it himself. He he you know, he killed him. He was dead. Right. And even hit says it later on when he's saying that, hey, I actually killed you. So I fulfilled my contract, you know, meaning he actually did. He was actually dead. So I don't know. What kind of story are you? I mean, I guess if you really want to argue it, you can say, well, Goku reads Super Saiyan Blue and Super Saiyan God. So maybe that divine energy is enough to bring somebody back to life. (laughs) But I'm making excuses, right? The show could have just said that if that was the case. Uh, But basically, Goku's back and he's talking about, "Okay, so now, you know, I have to go and find Hit. You know, I can't just let him kind of get away with this. And there's some sort of there's a couple there's some discussion about it and go and piccolo's asking him about the technique and the time skip and he's saying he didn't use that you know it it, so it must be something different and they're just kind of talking about hit and how challenging he is and of course goku loves a challenge he loves being pushed he loves having this you know being out there that he doesn't exactly know how to fight (laughs) or how to beat and and he just kind of gets a a joy out of trying to figure that kind of stuff out so they kind of quickly realize that there's no use in you know trying to talk goku out of this they know him you know goten's a little having a little hard time with it but you know eventually he just kind of accepts it so goku decides hey it's time for round two so he decides to to uh he just kind of starts yelling out to hit because it's almost like he can sense that maybe he's still nearby uh and hits just kind of responding to him and saying you know he's saying you didn't kill me. i mean you killed me or you didn't kill me or whatever i'm still here Uh, but Hit is saying, hey, you know, it doesn't matter anymore, man. I killed you. I fulfilled my contract. But Goku's saying, no, nope, you're pissing me off now, man. You know, so just come on out. I figured out your move. I figured out what you were doing. And he powers back up the Super Saiyan Blue. So, you know, meanwhile, we kind of see Hit. He's just kind of chilling. Uh, Goku kind of flies off to go look for him. So he finds himself in this area that's kind of uh, sort of surrounded by trees. Uh, it's kind of this dark sort of area. One one thing I think is cool about this is that, you know, I think it's very it's pretty rare that you that you actually see any f- fights that happen at night in Dragon Ball. <laughs> so I think like this, that in itself is kind of cool. Um, yeah, you never see night fights. You never see rain. You never see snow. That's one of the coolest things I think I saw <laughs> about the Broly trailer is that there are some scenes that take place in the snow in that movie. And you never see shit like that in Dragon Ball World. So I'm glad they're learning. I'm glad they're starting to say, how can we do something different here? You know, not only storytelling wise, but we can see some new environments in addition to new characters and something as simple as as changing the time of day makes a big difference in just making the show different, right? So uh, we get Goku and he's kind of, you know, he's basically sort of coming to the conclusion that Hit is sort of copying his energy in a way and this is, I mean, you know, this is something that I think we've probably seen before. And he has to kind of figure out which one is the real hit. Uh, so we get these quick shots of him just kind of standing there and just kind of sensing it. And, and you know, it's it, the way it's displayed uh, animation wise and, and aesthetically is kind of cool. You know, it, it's a very cool way of just of showing uh, what he, exactly what he's trying to do in terms of using his abilities to to. It's a very, it's a very visually appealing way of showing it. It works. I think it explains exactly what's going on. Right. And that's not always easy to do. Um, but if you can do that without giving exposition, then I feel like that's uh, even though they're kind of being. He's also giving a lot of exposition here, too. But, you know, in order for us to have an understanding of exactly what's going on, sometimes you just kind of have to say it. So we get this, this cool moment where Goku's just kind of emitting his energy and, and, and Hit says something like, you know, when you light up like that at night, you know, it's like, a, you're, it's like a, you're like a lighthouse <laughs> guiding me to you. And he said, and Goku says, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. So they kind of get into it, man. We get some pretty cool and, and hit basically says, you know, it's time for me. Very. I've never let anybody escape alive. So I'm going to go ahead and finish you off. So they get into this fight, man. And it's pretty cool. And what I like about it is that Hit is just so cool, man. He's just so chill. You know, he's got his hands in his pockets all the time. <laughs> What's, this is sort of a weird observation, but is that are those pockets a part of his body or is that like a coat? You know what I mean? Like, can he take that thing off? Because look at it the way like with these these creatures, you can never tell. Right. Because look at Frieza's body. Like the way it's built is just not like, it looks like it could be a suit. It looks like it could be pants, but that could also just be the way his skin looks. (laughs) So does hit just have this, you know, these coattails that are part of his body with these pockets and shit. Uh, That's just a weird, very weird observation, but. So they're kind of going at it for a good bit here. And uh, you know, we kind of, just based on what they're saying, it's like, you can almost tell that they're learning things about each other, you know? Goku is saying some things about Hit that maybe he didn't realize about himself. Uh, Hit is saying some things about him, like Goku's even trembling a little bit. And he's saying that you're scared that I'm going to kill you again. And then maybe that's something that Goku didn't even realize because he's asking himself, why am I trembling right now? And meanwhile, Goku is telling him, you're very strong. And if you push yourself even, you know, even more, you could be even more strong. So I think we can kind of see where this is going in a way, right? You know, every now and then Goku comes across... Someone that he fights, but he respects them. You know, because they bring something out of him that he that he that he finds enjoyment in, and makes him challenge himself. Um, he kind of has to dig deep and figure things out. And we know that he loves a challenge. And you know, we I think we saw the same thing back with uh, well, I mean, we we kind of saw with Beerus and Goku. You know, that wasn't a fight that ended with anyone dying you know they kind of learned a lot and they kind of ended up with this mutual sort of respect i mean more so from goku than beerus <laughs> but uh so yeah uh we can't forget about vegeta and we though, right so we have to go and see them vegeta's just kind of worn out uh you know and he doesn't want to have to keep doing these drills so he's saying how about i just kind of make you the most the best steak you've ever had and and we saying that, you know, I've already had a good amount of the steaks. So Vegeta just kind of makes up some shit about <laughs> his grandmother's secret sauce, which, you know, <laughs> it's pretty funny. But at the same time, it's almost a little bit unvegeta like, I think, to want to kind of skip and be like, yeah, uh, I don't want to have to do the rest of this hard work. So here's a shortcut to getting what I want. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, he just really just wants he doesn't want to be left behind. So he's willing to do shit that he normally wouldn't do to to do. But I don't know. It just seemed a little bit like weird for a Vegeta thing. But so we go back to Goku and hit and we're we're seeing this situation again where hit is just kind of standing there with this purple aura around him. And we learned from last time that when he does that, he's not he's he's not really there. Right. So now because Goku mentioned something about he's, he's, he's not only copying his energy somehow, but he's also copying his body. Right. So we know that these characters have the abilities to split themselves up into multiple versions. We know that they can make um, after images. We know that they can make these sort of uh, mirages of themselves. So it seems to be some sort of, you know, combination of that that he's doing here. And then we uh, it's revealed that Champa and Vados are there the whole time. Uh, watching this whole thing undoubtedly so that we as the audience start to be like oh well maybe Champa's the one that hired hit to kill goku right that's what we're, i mean i think most of us probably assuming that anyway because we know that this big tournament's coming up maybe he just wants to get rid of his biggest threat his biggest competitor secretly and silently but it's revealed through this conversation between champa and vados that he didn't actually order the hit he you know he's not responsible for it and not only that you know chompa's under the impression that vatos is the one that ordered the hit but she's saying that i didn't actually order it i just acted as an intermediary to kind of make sure it went through so even chompa's surprised and he's like oh okay <laughs> uh what <laughs> what uh, but yeah so um, Goku's just kind of punching at nothing, man. And meanwhile, hit is just showing off all these fucking <laughs> incredible abilities that aren't necessarily being explained very well, but how do you explain this kind of shit very well? And then we also, we kind of, we, we get to see that, um, uh, Beerus and Weiss and Vegeta have showed up now at this point, Goku and hit notice that everybody's up there just kind of watching. And then they decide to just kind of get back to it. Now, um, we do get somewhat of an explanation here as to how uh, Hit is able to kind of do all this stuff where Goku can see him but can't touch him. So they kind of mentioned this, you know, the, the time skip idea where he kind of skips ahead a certain amount of seconds. But not only can he do that, he can also store up the time that he skips over, right? And well, how does he do that? Well, he, he, he can access these pocket dimensions to where he can store up all the time, And I guess he kind of goes into that dimension and that, I mean, it's still kind of hard to understand. But, you know, it's actually kind of cool because the idea of pocket dimensions is is sort of a fictional. Well, I mean, we say fictional, but hell, they could really exist. I mean, there's there's actual there's actual scientific like theories behind pocket dimensions. And Dragon Ball is definitely not the first show to bring up that theory and so i think it's kind of cool it's always kind of cool when they just don't make up shit (laughs) like they usually do but they use something that's kind of based in uh, you know i want to say reality it's kind of based in reality it's a you know they did this is another change dragon ball z never really did stuff like this you know like once again they talked about the butterfly effect theory and and all that kind of stuff and they you know they've been bringing in actual like philosophy and now they're talking about uh, pocket dimensions and there was also the whole like the causal loop theory that i talked about these are all like real life sort of theories and shit so it's good to see that they're going for inspiration you know they're, they're seeking inspiration from real life maybe science fiction in general maybe other uh fictional you know intellectual properties you know so i mean it just makes for richer storytelling and it also gives us something different to you know get excited about then sort of the usual villain shows up let's fight sort of scenario that we got in dragon ball z as much as we enjoyed that right um it, the writing wasn't the greatest in a lot of those sagas but it was i mean it's very good i mean still better than super in a lot of ways but at least in super they're starting to sort of experiment with some ideas that were never really touched upon before and i think that that can only help this story in the end now, it appears because, you know, Goku is one of those fighters, man. And, well, he'll, you know, if you give him enough time, he'll start to figure out exactly how you're doing your move and figure out a way to counter it. So it seems like he kind of figured it out. So he powers up this massive like energy ball. He's just kind of powering up using this energy. And we see that his energy, his aura is sort of breaking through this pocket dimension. And I think the way that they represented that on screen, like visually awesome i mean it looked great i mean i haven't talked about this in a while but the animation was awesome here we've been getting a lot of really good animation you notice i haven't been talking about that lately right (laughs) like the past couple episodes i haven't had anything bad to say about the animation i mean especially all these filler episodes have looked really good actually um i think the last you know and, and of course the you know when goku black or uh fused zamasu that episode where he was killed was probably one of the best looking episodes they'd ever done and it's been pretty consistently good ever since then. So what he does is that he basically breaks through this pocket dimension using his energy. And they're just kind of laid out laughing. And, it's, and you know, when it's all said and done. And this is a very, this is a Dragon Ball moment. <laughs> this kind of shit is Dragon Ball all the way. Goku laid out after a fight with a smile on his face. <laughs> so it makes me feel good to see that, right? But... At this point, you know, we've got everybody gathered around, and there's still this mystery of, well, who ordered the hit on Goku? And everybody's just kind of accusing one another. Um, Beerus thinks Vegeta is the one who did it. Uh, they're all kind of talking about it. Like, both Whis and Vados kind of eventually admit that they, were, they helped this whole thing, uh, but they weren't the ones responsible. And once again, Vegeta's accused, and Vegeta's like, I wouldn't do that. You know <laughs> now, yeah, yeah, right. Vegeta may take a shortcut to power because well, you know, I was mentioning earlier that like that's something that he wouldn't do, but I was you know I you know he would he would actually do that. He would. because um, at the end of the day he just wants to be stronger, right? Yeah, I mean, hell, whenever he gave himself over to Bobbity, he was doing the same thing. <laughs> he was taking a shortcut to power. Uh, whenever he was on Namek, and he had Krillin blast that hole through his stomach, just so he could come back stronger, and hopefully turn into a Super Saiyan, that was a shortcut to power. So, yeah, that wasn't entirely accurate when I said that. But uh, he wouldn't go this far, though. He wouldn't go as far as to have to hire an assassin to kill Goku, even if he still wanted to. Even if he still wanted Goku dead, which he doesn't anymore. You know, he's gotten over that. He still wants to be better than him and and stronger, but he doesn't want to kill him. But even if but even if he did, he would if he wanted Goku dead, he would he would do it himself. You know, he wouldn't hire an assassin to do it. So that's when Vegeta realizes that, holy shit, wait a second. Kakarot, you hired Hit yourself to do it. And he did. (laughs) Goku freaking using Whis and Vados as sort of intermediaries. I mean, he went to he went to Whis. And then Weiss went to Vados because Vados is in Universe 6. It stands to reason that she would be, have a little bit more, you know, connection to Hit than Whis does. Beerus and Champa didn't even know about it. Beerus is like, you know, you're running these schemes behind my back. I didn't even know. But yeah, essentially Goku reached out and, uh, you know, he for an for the ultimate challenge, he hired Hit himself to try to kill him. And as crazy as that sounds, that's a Goku thing. You know, <laughs> it's, he he would go he would go to the ends of the earth for a great challenge. And so that explains that. Now, from a storytelling perspective, it wasn't it wasn't exactly, you know, the best explanation. Like I, I was hoping for something better, you know, because I mean, it's just like, oh, Goku hired himself. Mm. I was just kind of hoping that maybe there was this other Entity out there in the universe that we didn't know about that you know hired hit for some reason that would it would be something that's that would spark a new story, but instead it's just kind of closed out here, which it's a filler episode, sort of, so it makes sense that they would close it out. It's like, well, mystery solved, case closed. Goku did it himself, so then Chi Chi shows up because you know she finds out about this and Goku's saying that don't tell Chi Chi because she can't know that I did this Uh, and it kind of ends with this whole thing about Vegeta and the promise that he made with the steak and the steak sauce and all this shit (laughs) saying that he doesn't even like know if his grandmother you know he didn't even know if he had one or not so he was obviously just kind of making all of that stuff up Um, but you know we get a pretty cool moment where Hit kind of leaves and he says you know you know I'll be back to cash in on this on this job later on. When's the deadline? And Goku's just saying, you know, whenever. And then, so it's a it's a it's a very cool way to kind of to to end it like that. I do very much like these situations where Goku has this this person that just kind of brings out the best. And you know, remember he and PyCon were kind of like that. You know, PyCon in the Other World Tournament, uh, where he just kind of meets someone that just like he has to that they bring out the best in him as a fighter. And then it, it, they kind of wait to fight again another day. So it's very cool to know that Hit will still be out there at any moment to come back, cash in, you know, try to take him out, and Goku will be ready for him. And it gives him a reason to keep training, keep improving, and getting better. So, story-wise, round of applause for these two episodes. Uh, was this one as good as episode 71? Well, no. Because episode 71 set all of this up. There was a mystery there. There was... The death of Goku. There was all this shit, and this one was kind of like, okay, now we know what happened, you know. Now it's just kind of a fight, and then we find out that Goku was the one behind it. But it was still a pretty solid episode. So, yeah, what do you guys think about it? What are you saying? Send me an email at the at gmail dot com. Uh, I'm going to try to work on a new video to post on YouTube this week. Um, keep an eye out for that. But in the meantime, please, 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 if you haven't done it already, go subscribe to that channel. You know, if, if things don't pick up soon, I'm probably going to just let it go. You know, I mean, I, you know, that's just kind of how it is. Unfortunately, you know, I have to make time for all this stuff as it is. So I decided to add yet another element to this and it takes a it takes a while to make those videos and stuff. So by, by all means, if you're enjoying them, please, you know, give it a thumbs up. Give it a share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And if we can do that, then I'll keep making more. Uh, Once again, episode 75 is coming up. So let me know what you want to hear me talk about. It doesn't just have to be Dragon Ball related. If you remember on episode 25, I think we talked about, I had a guest on, my friend Steven. We talked about the amazing Spider-Man, not even (laughs) Spider-Man Homecoming. Ooh, man. Uh, We reviewed that, I think, on episode 50 I talked about infinity war was that episode 50 i think so or was it okay hey for (laughs) i've done over 72 episodes at this point now yeah this is episode 72 but if you count the bonus episodes that i did i did a halloween bonus episode i did a christmas bonus episode you know we're already probably technically at the 75th episode of the podcast but in terms of like the main episodes we still have to sort of you know celebrate episode 75 so if there's anything else you want me to talk about if i can do it i will any other ideas suggestions you know um if i can do it i will but once again it may take some time to do or to arrange so you want to let me know about that as soon as you can so drop out a facebook page send me an email whatever you feel you need to do okay guys well i think that about does it for this episode so until next time for rock the dragon podcast i am tim bridgewater and i'll see you next time